0: Thank you for tuning in to The Bridge. As my first episode, the topic is going to be on imagination. Why imagination, you ask? Because I feel imagination is in certain ways lost and in other ways belittled. I seem to find in a, in a common place where imagination is deemed more of a dreamer, as, as somebody who is uh, caught in their own imagination as, as being uh, not here in reality. And I think that is so detrimental to everything that you love, everything that you hold near and dear. Uh, that's physical, I should say, not not people. I mean, I guess people in some way, some ways, but uh, more so items and and uses and your car, your your job, everything that uh, we idolize uh, in the modern world was imagined at some point by. Some individual and through painstaking process was able to bring that into reality for us to enjoy. In some cases, good; some cases bad. But for the most part, these things were uh, have made our lives better. I mean, you look at the internet. Look at look at this uh, this medium right here that I'm talking to you through. All of this was imagined. Somebody was somewhere was saying, "Hey, I wonder what it would be like if I could." if I could capture the voice onto a digital medium and then run it through the internet using ones and zeros and then have it uh, projected to tons of different other mediums that people could absorb and listen to on these little devices that they could uh, run wirelessly to a set of, like, headphones that they would then listen to on their way to this driving vehicle, this driving... uh, uh, monstrosity that they are going heading to their job, and then this was like in like 1910, and somebody's looking over at this guy, and they're like, "What are you talking about, dude?" He's like, "I don't know, man. I'm just dreaming, just dreaming." You know. So, anyways, my point is that. Uh, our our whole world is is an imagination. Our whole world is something that we've thought up, and everything that we have, even the your, even the job that you work, somebody imagined a company and started the company, and uh, you are essentially fulfilling their imagination. Whatever whatever it is that you do, you are fulfilling somebody else's imagination, and uh, it's that's like a wild thing to a wild concept to think about, but there's a, a strange thing that that I see a lot of is that uh, we kind of have this idea, this perspective that we've got it all figured out. and the short answer to that is that we do not in any way shape or form have it all figured out if it, it doesn't matter if it's science, if it's how often does like science change even like medical science there's new discoveries and new ways of uh, new medicines, new. Discoveries about the body, about the genetics. Uh, I mean, like genetic science is something that is constantly evolving. And every, with every new piece of technology that comes into the space, then affects all of the other different fields. I mean, think of what radio technology, first off, what radio technology did for radio itself. And then as one of the biggest things was like the advent of instead of having analog radio, the fact of being able to process radio digitally really changed radio all, all in all. But than it what it did for radio astronomy, and then radio. I mean you, that that stems to so many different other fields. I mean Wi-Fi is all based on radio, Bluetooth is all based on radio, and the ability to transfer messages through that whole thing. If you look at the radio uh, spectrum, uh, there's so many. There's like segments. That's what the FCC does. They like control what each little segment of frequencies is sent out or, or is allotted for specific groups to be able to use and that whole thing was came came from one invention one discovery that we could lay information onto radio frequencies and send them out into the ether and into the space and somebody could receive them on the other side and hear what said message was that one invention, that one discovery changed the face of the earth completely. And that was all thought up by somebody who just discovered. And I mean, it had to start somewhere. You, there, there had to be a thought process of, I wonder if these things are possible. And then the, the wonder, the imagination, the idea of that would be really cool. (laughs) I know it. I know it sounds like, uh, a strange way of putting it but a lot of imaginations a lot of things a lot a lot of ideas come from the most random places somebody's sitting there enjoying a slurpee and and then just kind of has a has a a muse just touch them in the head and they're like wait a second i've got a great idea and i now i'm going to go home and see how it is we look at the past in a way where i think the way the reason why we look at this is that when you look at the past you see these stifling old pictures and we look at movies where everyone's like <laughs> and they're very uh just very together but humans haven't changed too much over uh, you know, the last couple thousand. What What's evolved is the technology and the way we do it. But all in all, how humans act, I would say, is not drastically different from like 200 years ago or like 100 years ago. I would say the mannerisms have, but the all the all in all, the base human emotions and the base human desires and wants and and basic human emotions really haven't changed too much in the last 200 years yet with movies and televisions and stuff like that our outlook on the past seems that they were very together and now we're just we're just psychopaths and we all just run around and make fun of everything and that's kind of how it goes but weird ideas start off exactly that as weird imagination and the same the same way that a child is you can give a child a play set and they will just go off into the into the ether into the imagination space and just enjoy and create whatever it is that they are creating and that is truly there to them they they've done like uh brain scans uh, uh I mean people and children but when they're caught in that imagination space there is no difference between the imagination and the reality. They look exactly the same. if somebody is if somebody is imagining driving a car or actually driving a car to the brain, there is no difference. That is an absolutely mind blowing realization when you think about the fact that you're when you're imagining something, it's the same as or really just imagining something not not like you know, uh, wow, that'd be cool. like. C- completely blindsided. Somebody comes up and you ask you a question and you're like, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. I was just caught in like dreamland. Am I the only one that does that? That's weird. Anyways, uh, w- when you're really caught in your imagination, daydreaming and just often in a, like a completely other space that is essentially real. It is as real as what we consider real to be to our brains. And, um, so when those things happen and somebody comes up with a really good idea within those spaces, then uh, those go off and become the reality. So another point that I like to draw is the imagination is is so wild, but here's the the real kicker when you full circle with this is all the stories that you've ever thought of and loved and, and enjoyed and read, uh, watched and consumed were imagined by somebody. And the, the kicker is you don't actually know if those are fake or not, if those are real. And what, hear me out. I know this is like, whoa, dude. But hear me out. What I'm saying is that there are billions and billions and trillions of planets out there. And a lot of those planets, as we know, can support life. There is absolutely a, a possibility for a world out there to develop a bipedal human being like creature that has pointy ears and can live a long time and has a lifespan that is drastically longer than a normal human's. I mean, our lifespan is constantly increasing and getting larger, and it's not to say in a couple hundred years what it might be like. And if you think about a different set of human beings in a different evolutionary case, they could have a drastically long lifespan, i.e. creating elves. I don't really think that you can call anything crazy until you can actually imagine a billion different planets and a billion different Earth-like planets that have their own vastly different history from Inception to wherever you want to do it, until you can actually imagine a billion planets and those histories in those things, you really don't have the right to call anything impossible because the level of brain power that that requires to be able to imagine that many things. I mean, I can't even imagine the entire history of the planet. And I doubt there are many people that can actually like imagine from start to finish the history of our planet for as, as much as we know of and or or even like how big the sun is. Like go next time you're bored and you like to you want to just get your mind blown, go Google the correct scale of the earth to the sun. Because we what we see in the sky and what the actual scale is to our planet is mind-blowingly huge. It, we're like like ninety I don't know it's like it's like 92 times bigger than us which is like absolutely mind-boggling but anyways my point is next time somebody who wants to sit there and tell me something is impossible I present that as a thought experiment if you can actually imagine a billion different planets you have my you have the right and I will not question your right to tell me something is impossible. Because at that point, I like bow down to you. You have the imagination capability of like a savant. I, I, that's, that is extreme levels of focus that is required to have something like that. So that's my, my presentation to the world or, or, you know, that, that's my, uh, my, my criteria for the impossible Card and, and, and until you can do that, I don't want to hear, I don't want that impossible card thrown my, my way because the fact of the matter is we don't know. You don't know, you know. I mean, you could sit here and tell me it's impossible, but I'm not even sure you're real. So, uh, the fact of the matter is that, like, hmm, maybe you should weigh on the side of it's improbable, may not be real, reality, it, it's, but it's certainly not impossible. And, uh, I know th- like Thor's explanation is a really good thing. It's like magic is simply a technology we don't understand yet. It's just so true. I mean, how many times have you looked at... How, how many times have we thought something was impossible only to like 10 years later we see it's like a complete reality and you live with it on a day-to-day basis? That's like something that should always be in the forefront of everyone's minds. Just crazy things. Um, Speaking, though, of the ability to imagine things, I mean, you really can see how... I talk about the imagination as a space and I mean, it can be a a beautiful space, a beautiful place to uh, imagine the, the most amazing and gorgeous and far off and fanciful uh, places. But it can also be a pretty dark place as anybody who's had a nightmare or, you know, gotten creeped out in the dark is that's your imagination running wild and throwing things at you. But it's more of a neutral area of your mind. It's, it's, if you were to look at the imagination as like that scene in the matrix where he's like, I need guns. And like, it's just, and all kinds of guns. It happened. That's really what it is. This is a big white space that you can kind of fill it with ever, everything that you want. I'm sure most of you can understand that, uh, that notion because it's, it's not really a hard concept, but when you, Look at the imagination in a, in a more detailed way. There's something that I, I from Nikola Tessa. There's a trait of his that I really enjoy. Uh, I enjoyed reading about, and I think it's it's a really kind of shows how powerful the imagination can be. But uh, there's a lot of parts. There's a lot of stories that claims that he had the ability to build complete projects within his mind. He to scale, and he could test them. He could come up with an idea, and then come up with a build and build them and then test them and run them through simulations in his own mind and then see what things would break and actually watch and complete so by the time he was done and he's talking to people and this whole thing's happening, I imagine it's probably not like mid-conversation. Maybe who knows? <laughs> he's just like a space cadet and it's just like, uh-huh. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I was uh had a thinking about something else. <laughs> you know, it's this crazy idea of electricity. You know, it's, it's going to be something. It's going to be something. Probably not going to get paid for it, but, you know, such is life. Anyways, he would just sit there and create these things uh, within his head and see what would break and then create reinforcements. And, and to the point where when he was done with that thing, he could actually, um, he could just build it and it would work because he'd put it through so many trials. Granted, I'm sure this took him loads of time to figure out how to do. But it's not that difficult. And what I mean is the concept isn't that difficult. The actual practice is a little bit more. It's it's very time consuming, but the idea is is taking that blank space and understanding how to equate it to the world, the physical world as much as possible. And once you can see mechanically, I mean, it really just takes experience about knowing what can and cannot work and and trial and error of, of trying something, building it in reality, seeing where the things work, and then taking that data and recataloging it over and over and over. And if you were to do that for 10 year ah, 10, like 5 years he would be probably pretty good at it but right now we don't really have we don't really have the need for that level of imagination because essentially what he had is a virtual program within his head right now you can just pull up AutoCAD and build something but he obviously didn't have that so Thinking about the level of concentration that it takes to be able to imagine individual little pieces and how they fit together and screws and tolerances and uh, measurements uh, that we have is is mind-blowing. You see the level of, if nothing else, I mean, there's a lot of people that love him and hate him, uh, just like all... <laughs> Oh, anyone who's ever brought anything into the world has, has a really love-hate relationship with society but uh regardless of whatever you think of him I, the the part that i'm trying to focus on is that trait of his the ability to just imagine anything because it shows i think how powerful the imagination can be and how uh how fanciful and wonderful it can it can a place can be you could uh, just um, imagine the abilities of to be able to look at a car and understand how it works just by simply imagining what's going on. And then you could see if something's not working, you could test things in your mind. But this isn't only just a mechanical thing. There is multiple different things. A lot of artists in an instant create things right off that they, they see it in their head. They, they can see exactly how it's painted, exactly how it's drawn, exactly how it's done, uh, within their head. And then they have to spend the next how, you know, hour to, to a month, days, years, trying to pull that image, that idea out of their head. I mean that's that's the hardest part really is is the imagination aspect of it and coming up with something like that is is the the short answer that's the the easy part. Wow, well, not the easy part necessarily, but but as far as the mental toll it it doesn't uh, it's not as extreme as trying to pull that and translate that down through the muscles into the hand, whether whatever it may be, I would say most imagination stuff has to come through the hands, whether you're typing it, you're painting it, you're drawing it, you're that whole process is uh, a fascinating process. And and it leads to so many beautiful things. I mean, even the jams that you like to, to listen to, it's some shit rap. It doesn't matter what it is. Uh, uh, it's rap, country, pop, uh, trance, synthway, whatever the heck you you're into jazz all those things started in the mind in the imagination And so as I go through more and more topics that some of them being engineering based, some of them being um, just wild and fringe and crazy and um, I, I I have tons of interests and tons of fascinations that I want to kind of bridge people to them they may not even know of I, I hope to bring at least, one topic to one listener who's never heard of it and finds it really fascinating. That's my goal with this podcast is to bring, it's to bridge new ideas to people who have never heard them before and you take it or leave it. But I ask you have one thing and one thing entering every single episode is that you have the imagination to come with me on this journey and to learn about said topic. Because I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm just trying to inform or uh, bring a different perspective to somebody who may not uh, have seen this perspective before. Because realistically, a different perspective allows us to see the world in a different place. The more you learn about different things around you and the, the more you grow your mindset and, and capability and understanding, the better off you are at handling the world around you. That's, that's what I find. There are so many different things that have that have opened up doors simply because I understood the mechanisms of how they were working. And that starts by going and investigating bizarre, strange topics that uh, you wouldn't think to have relevance in your life and you will come full circle to find that hey, sometimes they do. It's it's wild, and uh, you will you'll find very often and not that I, I hope that at some point what, during one of my ramblings uh, I open up a, a a key for you or what my words become a key to a door you've looked at your your most of your life, and and it's just this aha moment because that's what it is for myself. There are learning about different topics and investigating these things will slowly open up different ideas and, and different concepts because information as it comes at you is like they're like keys and we all have questions in our mind that uh, are go unanswered and, and it's almost like a door within your mind that is closed and you can try as you want to open it but it's locked and as you grow information, you get keys. And sometimes those keys are relevant to your life and they make sense and, and you can see exactly where they go. And other times you get them and you're like, what is this for? And every time you get new information, you should test those keys against those burning questions that you've had. And you will find randomly, somebody will say something to you in, in a common conversation and it you'll just... You'll hear that lock that that just the the key hit the lock and I'd be like, oh, my God, I, I never I mean, thus, that's what an epiphany is, uh, is the sudden realization of something you've been wondering about for a very long time. And those come from those keys that are that can only arrive by going and learning about new things. Because you can smash against that door your entire life, but until you actually get the key, you're not really going to be able to open it. And that's the brilliant aspect of just kind of leaving the door and and instead of fixating on it, just moving into different lives and and expanding your horizon, changing your imagination and, and learning more about the world around you And then coming back to that door and see if it's still locked. And that's how I see the world around me. When I have a door, I don't have a block. I have an opportunity to go and investigate into different places. And I hope that there are others with that similar mindset uh, or just fascination to my ramblings. Who who knows? But I hope to find a, a harmonic with others that are looking for that same uh concept or, or understand that concept and are looking for those keys because i I have tons of them and I'd love to to show them to the world or or i guess uh the uh, whatever this is I'm not exactly showing anybody anything more more yelling at you, but you're listening, so that's great so <laughs> but that's all the time that I have for today, so I'm gonna wrap this episode up it's it's been awesome. It's been cool. I'm, I'm happy to be able to talk about, uh, the imagination. It's, it's, uh, I hope that resonated with others and I hope that you're looking forward to my next episode, which I think is going to be pretty cool. It's uh, a good topic. It's, it's really interesting. And I think one that not a lot of people are very familiar with, uh, but you could be the judge of that on the next episode. I'm going to wrap this up. This has been the bridge And hopefully I've built one for you to a topic or perspective that you've never thought of before. Thanks for listening.